0: 6
1: Welcome back to The Doctor's Companion, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one Doctor at a time. I'm Cass Fredrickson.
2: I'm Scott Carelli, And I'm Nick Jimenez.
1: And today on the show, we'll be discussing Revolution of the Daleks, the New Year's special for 2021.
0: Yeah. Uh God, that's weird to say the New Year's special of 2021. I don't, I uh, yeah, I don't know. Thank God. Uh, really, really, really <laughs> not into the not into the new year special concept as a concept um okay so i guess we should like just kind of talk about like
2: generally what we felt about this i guess um nick yeah sure uh so i i did myself the service of uh rewatching haunting of or dotty and then ascension of the cybermen and then the timeless children and uh nice really glad that i did uh aged really well and i had forgotten a lot of the plot stuff um and that so that and that being said had very little to do with revolution of the daleks i mean it was cool seeing how she got to the prison but i don't know for my money i think this is my favorite chris written episode of the show um i thought this built on everything that i really really dug about resolution uh and it was like a really effective like sequel and that was really cool, like, like, like a horror movie sequel, like a creature feature sequel. And I just really like Chibnall's vision of the Daleks. I've never found them scary, ever, or creepy. They're just funny and cuddly to me. And seeing them is like, <laughs> you know, it was like, man, I have never thought I'd be creeped out by Daleks, but this is really cool. And it was, I think this was Jodie Whitaker's best performance to date as the role, but I just really missed her. I just really miss seeing 13, and I think this... Seeing her 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 optimism and sunniness challenged immediately and having her so out of balance and having such a question of identity uh, really hit for me. And then having her met with such old friends like Captain Jack and the Daleks to kind of help her find her way. I I love the fam in this episode. I really like the companions. Uh, and yeah, we'll talk about it. But yeah, I had a really, really fun time with this one. Cass? I
1: thought it was cool that it was a sequel to the last like proper New Year's special we got. Um it kind of felt a little like retreading some of the ground that that covered. Um for what was that? Resolution? Mm-hmm. Um especially cuz we just rewatched it. Um the best part of this for me was seeing uh the doctor and and Captain Jack kind of just I wish the I wish the sequence with the prison lasted longer, mm, yeah Because um, that was a lot of fun um i like I like the dynamic of of Captain Jack being there with like the fam um and yeah it was it was it wasn't my favorite thing, but I'm like so starved for Doctor <laughs> Who that I'm just like, hey, Daleks. <laughs> <Dull Ex." laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I think that. More than any other thing, Chibnall is probably the best at writing Dalek stories. Um, mm. I think between Resolution and this, I think the Dalek stuff is really strong. Um, so I really like that uh, the way that he sort of uh, reinvented them. It's also interesting that the what seems like, like, kind of like um, social ties. In this episode with the Daleks you know taking care of um right. civil unrest um is uh weird, considering they shot this a year ago, so like well before um you know the big black lives matter movement, obviously that was a thing that was happening before well before um the big movement this summer but it was it's interesting that like it wasn't drawing from that at all. Um, but like a year later, it plays differently than probably how they intended it when
2: they shot it a year ago, um, which mm-hmm. I think is uh, pretty interesting. And uh, kind of unfortunately, kind of also v- uh, a recurring theme of the Chibnall era, even if it's not in his episodes, where they introduce really kind of, oh, like is- like social issue stuff. And you're Ooh. like, well, this is cool. I never thought Doctor Who. But then in hindsight, you're like, oh, that was kind of mostly like lip service kind of kind of like kerblam right where it's like this is cool but oh we really don't end up digging as deep as you would want yeah but who knows maybe i don't want that yeah (laughs) sure
0: sure um but yeah i think the most fun parts of this were the prison stuff and the dalek stuff especially the last like 20 minutes like, of Dalek stuff
1: yeah like the last 10 minutes yeah
0: that was the best stuff
2: that was the stuff where the show felt the most like Doctor Who um probably my favorite single image of, of the era when she's like floating in the TARDIS and they're all swirling around her and she's got the door open mm-hmm. that was like up there with like Moth, like 11th hour or not 11th hour but like the the TARDIS exploding you know at the, in the finale mm-hmm
0: yeah, no, it was a cool, it was a cool image. Um, overall, I I don't, um, I don't know. I don't know, you guys. I just don't get it. I don't get his, I don't get what Chibnall's doing. I don't, I don't understand him um, as a showrunner for this show. Uh, and, you know, I, I just rewatched, you know, uh, resolution for the Christmas specials. Like yeah. we all did. Um, and um You know, I like that episode, but, like, is that what I want Doctor Who to feel like? I don't know. And I still don't. And, like, after watching this episode, it's like I get little flashes of the show that I remember. um, And then it just keeps not being that show. I just really don't like how inactive she is. Like, Mm. everything is her reacting to other people doing stuff, and she very rarely does anything. And that bums me out. Like, the prison break like is she just like oh just running with jack and like like the thing about jack is like jack is a really cool character but i've never seen jack steal the scene from the doctor before and every scene mm. he was in
2: this episode he stole the show mm. from the doctor which should never happen also also similar to uh her journey in the timeless children mm-hmm. where the uh, where the master sort of guides her through this a vision quest journey of yes. her reacting to stuff yes
0: yeah absolutely um
2: and so like i don't know it's almost sort of similar to how what happened with like i don't know not to, but yeah but like yeah. like the difference between a character like yeah making choices and like well well she, she makes a very bold choice in haunting a v or d or dotty which i think is what kind Katap- of would it, it sets her interesting places in that finale where she mm-hmm. decides to like save percy shelley Mm -hmm. instead of doing like the higher time lord thing Mm -hmm. and suffers horrible consequences Mm -hmm. you know for the planet and everybody and you could argue how effective that is i'm not a big fan of ascension of the cyberman but (laughs) you know i remember that being like a cool like oh this is cool she's like making mistakes i love it when the doctor just makes mistakes
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and then the like the
0: companion stuff i liked yaz's whole thing But Graham leaving felt like a weird afterthought, and Ryan leaving was so telegraphed the whole episode to a point where you're just sort of looking at your watch and waiting for him to leave. Like We're like, we all know what's happening here, man. Just go. Like, just get out of here. I don't know. Like, the the conversation that, that he has with her, like, on the tar- in the TARDIS by themselves, when it takes, like, four minutes to go to... Oh, that was like, my favorite scene world. in the episode.
2: What's that? That was my favorite scene in the episode. Oh, the see, doctor it didn't, it didn't make any sense to me, because oh, okay. they
0: never had a conversation. Like, in the whole show, like, as a companion, Ryan and the Doctor never talked by themselves. Really, ever. And so them having this like heartfelt conversation just didn't feel honest mm. to me because it didn't reflect the show that I had been watching and the relationship that they had had up to this point.
1: Do you think that um, both the doctor's like passivity and that conversation with Ryan is supposed like was on purpose because of like the amount of time that passed? Like, because the doctor's having this like crisis, this like identity crisis for like what 20 years or whatever however long she's in prison um so she like she like she's the doctor she could break out of prison if she really wanted to but she like chooses to stay there to kind of like i don't know like what like atone for her whatever um and then having ryan um like specifically ryan um talk to her in such a way like shows his growth as a person yeah and
2: the first time that i really saw a companion outgrow the doctor in some ways yeah and it was like unlike any scene i'd seen with the doctor before where she and i I love how like it reminded me a lot of the scene where she just didn't know how to comfort graham about how sick he was Mm
1: -hmm. she
2: you could tell that he was like kind of hey tell him come on like you're the doctor and she's like i don't know how to do this and we saw this again with her and ryan of like she was she was really expecting things to go back to normal. And he's like, no, like, I don't this did something to me. I I, I think my I'm starting to you helped me learn that I think my place is here
0: mm-hmm. to where
2: like, yeah, like I said, it was telegraphed to where it wasn't like the writing was so on the wall by the time that he was like, look, I'm not going. And yeah, it, didn't, it yeah. didn't feel like a blindsided blindsiding thing. It felt like like a breakup when you can kind of see it coming mm-hmm. a long way away. Mm-hmm. But one party maybe doesn't see it coming. Yeah. It's almost like a breakup. A companion leaving has ever felt yeah
0: well and we don't i guess the last time we saw a companion leave on their own like by choice was martha Martha, i think um uh yeah i don't know um and yeah and then the Graham thing wasn't what was just like uh i guess i have to leave because he's leaving well
2: yeah because it was like it felt like a conclusion of this like the granddad arc where he's like, look, I've I've had like my fun, but I have I found something and I found Ryan. and I don't want to leave that because he's my family. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't work for
0: me. I'm sure, glad it yeah, worked yeah, for yeah. you. Yeah. I'm, I, I am glad <laughs> that it worked for you, but it didn't work for yeah, me at all. Because because forever, he was man. like he was like pumped to go on the next adventure. And then when Ryan is like, I'm not going, and he was just like, yeah, yeah, well, no, I'm suddenly not pumped at all, well, and I yeah. want to leave too. And yeah, that was the idea
2: weird. of doing it without Ryan, he was like, oh, well, if he's not going, then suddenly I'm like, well, what's, who, who, what is my fam?
0: Yeah. You know? I guess just him coming to that realization within 30 seconds feels not correct sure. to me. Um, it just doesn't play well for me. Whereas, like, if he had gone on an adventure and then missed Ryan and it was like, okay,
1: and then came back. and then came
0: back that makes more sense to me okay um but uh just like the instantaneous nature of the well if ryan's not going i'm not going uh felt weird to me by because of how pumped he was to go like he was like as excited as he has um and so that was weird um i don't know uh yeah it, it you know the beginning of this because it took a long time to get to the doctor. It really mm-hmm. even to get to any of the companions um, in this episode, and uh, it reminded me of like Sixth Doctor era stuff, mm-hmm. where like you're just dealing with like all the the world building of the the setup. Yeah, the setup for like twenty yeah. minutes um, before the Doctor even shows up because the showrunner hated the Doctor so much that they they were like, just as long the longer we can keep Colin Baker away from set, the better for me personally. Um, and so they would just write it that way and i don't think that's what's happening here but it felt that way because i was like can we just get to the doctor um and then like what you were saying cass about like her deciding like okay like i could break out whenever i want but i'm not going to because like this is my penance and i'm gonna be here for 20 years classic doctor (laughs) that well it doesn't play for me because the second that jack is there he's like i'm gonna break you out and she's like Dope. Let's do it. Like and and I and I was like, so then were you here for penance? Or were you legitimately like a prisoner who couldn't escape? Um, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I have fun watching this while I was watching it, but the more I thought about it after it was over, I was like, Yeah, I really only like the Dalek stuff. Because I didn't even really like the Jack stuff because the Jack stuff I think I think he stole the show from the doctor. And so yeah, it was fun seeing him interact with her. But like it was just a lot of like he was literally recalling dialogue that he had with previous doctors, like with ten and nine. Um, and so I, I, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Did you did you like the scene with him and Yaz when they're like having their like companion heart to heart? Yes,
0: that was probably my favorite scene in the oh. episode. Yeah, yeah, I liked, I really that, liked one. that Um And I wish that there was more of that. But the, I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was um, what's the actor's name who plays Jack John Barrowman John Barrowman. (laughs) I don't know if it was John Barrowman just having not watched the Chibnall era and not knowing what the tone of the show was and just coming in and going full-blown RTD Jack and it was just throwing everything off Um, or well that's on the director right like that's not his fault. No right but like. Yeah, so like I don't know I don't know what the problem was there but we, like we, we don't do that here. Yeah, that scene <laughs> that scene felt good because it was more quiet and subtle um which matched mm. the tone better of the show I've been watching for two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. even if I don't fully understand the identity of that show, I know that it's quieter than most Doctor Who. That's that I do know that. Um and so like every other scene with him just felt like a different Version of Doctor Who sort of intruding on this one and the tonal clash was like, I just didn't, wasn't working for me. But that scene in particular was good because it was, they were both
2: kind of matching the same level. <laughs> yeah. I'm suddenly trying to, sorry to imagine if Jack just fell through a portal into like the Dr. Seuss topsy turvy fantasy world of 11. And that also feels really weird to me. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I think,
0: I don't think I would have wanted to see him with 11. I would have killed to see him with 12.
1: That, I mean, um, yeah. him with 11 gives me, like, I don't know, some kind of like parental anxiety. Like, <laughs> there's, they're like two, they're like toddlers. Yeah, it's just both, like, no, that's too much. A, I don't there, want that.
2: Yeah. No, It's like, yeah, the reason that like Scott's at like 12 and, and Jack would be so fun is like 12 would be like, get back here. Don't do that. But yeah, who's yeah. Who's yeah. the adult with 11 and Jack? Right. hmm. Yeah. Who's the voice of reason? yeah
0: 11 <laughs> hanging out with jack would have been like a full-blown
2: midlife crisis yeah. for the doctor i think <laughs> oh, oh, i really liked that they kept timeless children tardis mm. that the one-story house yeah. that was like real, and it led to like the coolest doctor move of like certainly the episode but like definitely in like when we do like top 5 13 moments or whatever her like the rope-a-dope of like you're not in the you're in the wrong tardis yeah. jerks like that was and then when I don't know. When they all flooded into the TARDIS, that like activated something childlike. And I was like, ah, I've never seen
1: this before. This is crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I was laughing at it because it was just so. (laughs) It's like it's like the opposite of a clown car. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. And they
2: they let us have us. They let us have it both ways. They gave us the these new creepy Ridley Scott, like 80s movie aliens. And then we got like fat, stupid robots. Literally Mm -hmm. robots this time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. True. Um Yeah. Uh let's see. Do we want to talk about like companion stuff or Sure. Yeah, so like uh after shortly after this episode aired, uh there was news and like a short announcement. Oh video. that companion
0: stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. What were you referring to? Uh, no, I
2: know. I I thought we were still talking about the
0: episode. I guess we're done. Oh, okay. yeah. So
2: we had. Uh, oh, what did you what did you guys think of bringing it back to women who fell to earth at the end with the bike? Did that land for you guys emotionally?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it went on a little too long. OK.
2: No. And that weird ass uh,
0: seeing uh, 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 Ruth. Ruth. Yeah. In the distance in like the
2: sun, like. I'm in heaven now, boys. That like, never that works was for me. So weird. It didn't work when it was Clara and Twice Upon a Time for me. No. It didn't work when 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 Amy came back at the end of Time of the Doctor for me. Yeah, they're always just like mostly awkward. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, the thing with Clara, like at least there was like a plot reason for it because he was getting his memories back of her. Mm. Um, so there was that element, at least, to it. But with Ruth, it's like, they didn't forget about her. And, like, right. I don't know what this is. There's no ethereal being that's allowing them yeah. to see her for some reason. Uh, there's just no reason for it. They just look up into the horizon, and there she is. <laughs> that was weird. That was super weird. I was not into that I at think, all.
1: Yeah, I think the, if it had just ended, I don't know, if it was, like, maybe like a minute mm-hmm. of of him on the bike, I would have been like, yeah, look, look there's our boy. There but he like, I think it went on way too long. It was kind of almost um, like self-congratulatory mm-hmm. in a way that I'm not yeah. impressed
2: with. Mm-hmm. I will say like rewatching the burst of of last season that I did, I just really came to really, really dig Ryan Sinclair and Tosin Cole in the show and his performance. Mm-hmm. Like the scene where he just like, like the bat when he like dunks on the Daleks and just blows him up and he was like, yeah, come for me. And I'm like, I right, dude, this is, yeah, <laughs> I've. I can't yeah we're going to come I don't know I think he's going to age really well in Graham and Yaz like the fam era of the show. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to I'm going to miss the the bouncing off, but I I was super excited for <laughs> for for Yaz and the Doctor for an all female yeah. Titus. Yeah. But tis not to be. Uh, uh, news quickly was announced that uh John Bishop, stand-up comedian, presenter, former footballer uh will be joining the show in some capacity as uh dan yeah wait
0: what oh you don't know about dan the new no. companion yeah they made a little no? video about it yeah they made a little God. video introducing
2: him it's a 40 something white guy just just gonna yeah i think he works all right i'm out i, I yep. think he works Bye. in uh, <laughs> i think he works in carpentry so the video the video cast is like uh this, it's like london and this like moving cars being like unloaded and this guy's like oi why don't you? Why don't you get your head out of the clouds or something? And then like Dan turns around and it's like and introducing John Bishop as Dan. This <laughs> is Dan. And then like a flurry montage of like here's the stills of him from a bunch of different episodes on different planets. Doctor Who twenty twenty one. But why? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, no so, one knows. So I guess my opinion is like I did some research into John Bishop and he's like a, you know, very successful. Like comedian slash like television personality he does a lot of like quiz shows and uh, he's raised like a lot of money for charity and he's been around for a minute so this is kind of like but to me it just kind of speaks to a disconnect between like what I think a lot of people were excited about which is like an all-female TARDIS team for the first time ever and more specifically mm-hmm. Yaz and the doctor because mm-hmm. like she was so ready to go in this episode mm-hmm. she was on her crap mm-hmm. she was like she had like ah yeah. yeah so yeah it was it was, I couldn't help but be a bubber Mm hmm. Yeah, I was telling uh, Nick, the only
0: positive part about this is like, I, I guess I I don't like it. Um, I, I I don't I don't agree with it. But I understand their hesitation for an all female TARDIS because of the backlash for from everything that they've gotten. And the ratings are awful. the sh- I mean, the show, so- the show has never had lower ratings ever. Um, so
1: they're gonna they're gonna put a, another white dude on the TARDIS? That's their answer to this?
0: I Cass, I just said I don't agree with it, <laughs> no, I, I don't I like know. it, but I understand why they're making this choice. They're cowards, but, they're cowards, but, I, but don't... I understand why they would be making that choice. Um because there's people who will refuse to watch it if there's no one who looks like them in in there, you know? Um and it sucks. You don't want them watching the show at all. But, like, from a business standpoint of, like, these people producing the show having the worst ratings they've ever had, um, I don't know. I can see why they came to this conclusion. I don't like it. I just think that it's, like,
1: misreading. It is.
0: It is. And it's it's a coward move, for sure. Um, But I guess the one benefit of this is that years from now, when Big Finish gets the rights to this era, Of the show you know that their era because the next episode is going to introduce Dan we're never going to see the all-female TARDIS team that leaves at the end of this episode and so that means that there's a gap that Big Finish will get to fill
1: that's so stupid and we're only getting eight episodes next season yep I am legitimately angry yeah
2: yeah and like (laughs) and Dan could very well prove to be like a likable character and dan bishop could be super charming and stuff but yeah it, it's hard it, it's it's hard not for it to feel like a disappointment and that's true because ha- like sorry no no please uh, please
1: because please. like when they introduced this tardis team like graham was the one i was like least excited about and like he's a lot of fun mm-hmm. so it could be that but i'm just
2: ugh, come on yeah and it just and it feels like a it feels like a uh a hobbling of the episode that we just watched which yeah, seemed to be setting the setting them up so swiftly for like boom, Doctor Boom Yaz. You know it was it was it was right there, and so yeah, you know, and we don't know. Maybe he's only going to be in it for one episode. Maybe they're pulling like some Moffat tricks. I don't know, but yeah, the, it was a weird it was a weird move and it was a weird rollout for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Uh yeah, I mean the way that
2: they were talking
0: about it in the the way they hinted at it in the little scene, it's like the guy his coworker is like reading his horoscope That's and, what it's, it was, yeah. and is and it's like it's like uh oh it says that uh your lucky number is 13 and your lucky color is blue and like just like the most like eye-rolly like obvious like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you're going to be a doctor's companion a <laughs> uh, great
2: fortune that would be yeah
0: <laughs> um and uh, uh <laughs> like i think at one point he even says something like like uh uh you know uh be mindful of people in the medical field or something like that like it's, oh my like god like it was so it was so like ham fisted like written in thirty seconds before they turned on the camera kind of scene <sighs> um that I think that he's definitely going to be a companion and we should mention that it seems he may be a companion carrying on into whoever the 14th doctor ends up being because right yeah because that was
1: the big news that i saw yeah the <laughs>
0: sun is reporting that uh uh that that uh jody is leaving the show um at the end of this next series which i don't think is entirely accurate i think that she's going to be leaving at the end of this recording block but i think that the recording block is going to include the a christmas special and a new year's day special uh, Because by that math, the end of this upcoming season, there will be 198 episodes. And if you do a Christmas special and a New Year's Day special, then she would regenerate in the 200th episode of the show. Um, I could also see them doing like a... Rege- regenerating in 199 new doctor introduced in the 200th episode
2: 200, um yeah.
0: so one of those is what i'm kind of assuming is going on
2: but and you know and like the signs are all there like no no modern doctor has been on longer than three seasons give mm-hmm. or take uh it gets weird and so i guess what i wanted to talk to both of you about mm-hmm. because this is going to be our last time talking about 13 for a while or you know this era of the show for a while mm-hmm. so yeah 10 11 and 12 have gotten in their own way, like three seasons of stories. Yeah. three, three, three series of stories. Mm-hmm. And now we're at, I guess like th- I'm trying to find what the equivalent of 12's journey is this like, you know, like how far along we were in their story. And I guess like, I feel like I've enjoyed Chibnall's run more than most. um, And yet it feels like we're, we're getting ready to get, we're looking down the barrel of another regeneration. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've barely gotten to know 13. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, it feels
0: like we're finally at the point, maybe, maybe we're finally at the point of the last episode of the first season of Capaldi, of 12, where we were finally like, oh, okay, I see. Yeah. I see who, who this guy is.
1: Especially because, like, we're just getting, like, actually acquainted with her, considering all mm-hmm. the Timeless Children stuff, so.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> and all the Man. seasons have been shorter. So, you know, they've all been I mean, Capaldi's seasons were shorter. They were only 12 versus 13, but that's only one episode shorter, whereas hers have been like three episodes shorter than they used to be, Mm -hmm. um, which is uh, a lot less, um, a lot less. And if you add, you know, uh, um, two parter episodes into that, it's like we hardly have any adventures with her at all, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, like you look back at like the Tennant and Matt Smith era, and it's just like, wow, there's so many episodes with those doctors, and I feel like there's like a handful with Jodie. And I know that that's yeah. not technically true, but that's what it feels like. Um, it just doesn't feel like time for her to go yet, but
2: yeah, Cass, did you have more to did you have more opinions? We were talking about just kind of how you know her 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 passivity, not passivity, but yeah, just like kind of that, how stuff seems to happen to her. I don't
1: mm I, like it made sense in the context of this episode for mm-hmm. me. Um for her to be reacting and then like deciding like, No, I'm the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um I'm just really bummed out. It's not going to be yes. I'm so sad that I found this out like here. Yeah, I'm
2: sorry. I'm sorry. We had <laughs> no, to be no, the ones it's to tell you. No, like... it's not your
1: fault. No, <laughs> it's not your fault. Because I... I was like, because uh-uh. that was my thing. I was like, oh, I'm really looking forward to it being more focused. But yeah. like, Scott, Scott screw had... that. I guess I... Scott
2: <laughs> had that experience with me. Actually, now that I think about it, you you told me on your phone. Oh right, yeah.
0: I uh, I I thought you knew because Nick had posted a GIF in our group of a guy right. going Dan. Dan and you yeah, laughed no. at it, and I and thought I you knew what the
1: like, context was. No, I was just like, "Well, this is kind of random, but I'm sure I'll find out what that means." And I did. <laughs>
2: and <you> did. <laughs> Dan,
1: because I was avoiding, I was avoiding spoilers because I I wasn't able to watch it on New Year's Day.
2: Uh-huh.
1: God. Um, mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's it, it 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 sucks on a few levels, and you know, like I'm gonna. Yeah, like who knows? Maybe Dan will be cool, but like at what cost?
0: I feel like I know Graham more as a character than 13. Yeah, Graham has, yeah. Graham and Ryan. Like I I feel like I would, I have a better handle on the two of them as characters and Yaz to a certain extent, but not quite as much as Ryan. And yeah, what is that about? Why is it the two women characters on this show are like not the most important ones to Chibnall apparently? Because they're. I'm
1: wondering if like Chibnall knew that sh- that he wanted Jodie Whittaker as his doctor without thinking about what his doctor would be like. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And I'm wondering if he was just like, oh, I'll figure it out on the way. And like, he just has
2: not Yeah, maybe. And now she's leaving? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> she's she's really, there's so many moments in, this, in these episodes. Like, I, I haven't watched a lot of, rewatched a lot of the Jodie Whittaker era, but like, where I'm like, that's the doctor. Mm -hmm. that is what the doctor said ah the doctor Mm -hmm. but like yeah i don't know like not so much like 13 it's little moments like when she makes friends with the frog yeah where i'm like oh yeah no other doctor would do that you know but yeah like Mm -hmm. i want more i want i want i want to love her i want to love this character the way that you know i want her to have the moments that 12 and 13 and 11 have yeah This is why
0: they shouldn't have given the show to Chibnall. Mm -hmm. If they were going to do a female doctor, they should have found a female showrunner. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, Chibnall was a mistake, I think, because uh, like, I I mean, not for nothing, but like, how dare he be the person who gives us the first female doctor and then has no perspective for her whatsoever other than like, she's nice, I guess. Like, that's it. Like, she's nice that's her that's her and we've talked about how childlike she is and how that's a little like not i'm not into that the sort of infantilization of her right is right. is not cool either like especially you know we just rewatched last night for for non tdc reasons for fun for fun we <laughs> rewatched um <clears throat> the season 4 finale uh, that sort of like three part story of like stolen earth and turn uh, left. journey's end and mm-hmm. seeing Donna, the Dr. Donna and her doing stuff and like being like out there, but still being like Donna and still being Catherine Tate, but also having all of these doctorisms and things. And I was just watching and I was like, where the hell is this? Like, why can't we have <laughs> something like this? This is so specific and feels instantly like the doctor. Despite the fact that she's not even the doctor, she's Uh more of the doctor than how Chibnall has been writing Jodie Whittaker. Because in no way do I blame Jodie Whittaker at all. And I want to be crystal clear about that. This is not her fault. This is Chibnall writing a very, very, very generic, infantilized version of the doctor that is kind of offensive from the
2: perspective of like the first time we've ever had a female doctor. And this is what it is. Yeah, I I think that's all totally fair. Yeah. And yeah, and like you turned to me and you were like, yeah, like I love Donna Noble, but can you imagine if Catherine Tate got to be a doctor? Yeah, got to be a doctor. Yeah.
0: Like full blown. Yeah, see, Cassandra's (laughs) eyes just went wide at the idea that Catherine Tate would be the doctor because, yeah,
2: incredible.
1: (gasps) I want that. Yeah.
2: And yeah. And, you know, like we here at the Doctor's Companion, we love, we love the fact, we love that the show changes. Yes. That's what keeps us excited. Right. And so, you know, we're, we're just, we're, we're, we're hoping, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that like a new era of the show is coming.
0: Yeah. And- like if we were living when the Sixth Doctor became the Sixth Doctor, I feel like we would all have similar issues with that version <laughs> of the show. Like, different issues, but we would have issues. Why is he be a like, jerk? What is this? Why is he a jerk? Why is there so much violence? But, like, <laughs> we're looking at that era in retrospect where it's complete, right. and I know what he's like on Big Finish, and it's incredible. And so mm-hmm. we have all of that swirling around in our heads where there's a lot of benefit of the doubt going on. Um, that sort of, like, hindsight 2020 idea and you know all the behind the scenes stuff about how his showrunner hated him and which I ref- I talked about earlier and so there was right. a, there's a lot of things going on in there in the hindsight 2020 we're in it with this and there's just so many problems and we don't understand what any of those are or why they're happening and it's a bummer and i hope that at the end of all of this because you know at best we have maybe 10 episodes left with her At worst, she'll literally regenerate in the finale of the next season and we'll only have eight episodes with her. Um, And the prospect of that is such a bummer. And, you know, we'll just have to live with it. And I'm just hoping that whenever Big Finish gets around to this era, that they'll sort of redeem her in a way of like, not redeem Jodie Whittaker, but give her something interesting to do.
1: Yeah, Like what they're going to do with um, Eccleston.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How he
1: only got the one season,
0: right? Mm-hmm. But even yeah. Eccleston, I knew who that. I know who he is, right? Yeah, like
1: right from get go.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I will
1: say that I I appreciate this era's. Um, like, willingness to kind of hire new talent, like, new writers. Definitely. Um, Absolutely. Because we've liked a lot of the stuff that's not written by Chibnall.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So I hope that those writers either keep going with the show or, like, Big Finish scoops them up or, like, they go on to make something incredible because, like, they're really good.
2: Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, From, like, Demons of the Poon Jab yeah. to... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I hope... um <laughs> Future, Future of the Jadoon. <laughs> I hope that... um.
0: You know, because the rumor is that and, and we should say that I guess this is just a rumor, though the sun it usually doesn't run this this kind of story mm-hmm. like that. A doctor is leaving until they have like proof of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, BBC is not commenting on it, but I think it's just because they don't want to yet Um yeah. because they they, you know, they don't like to add that extra pressure on that final season typically. Um But. I think that the saddest part about this announcement is that Chibnall isn't going anywhere. That, you know, according to The Sun, Chibnall is planning on sticking around. What I'm hoping for is that he's only sticking around to train his replacement.
2: Um And then he'll leave. Like, potentially it could be a writer right now on the show. Right. That doesn't have showrunning experience. Right. But will by 2022.
0: Right. Because the issue with Doctor Who and with, with BBC constantly, like, only being able to get white dudes is because there's, like, a lack of showrunners, um... You know, in in the sort of BBC yeah. stable, that where are they? We can't find them, right? That that they just don't exist because they haven't they haven't been trained to be showrunners <laughs> or their show hasn't been picked up like any of their original shows. And so, um, it would be cool if he was like trying to, I don't know, train one of these staff writers, um, into doing that. But as I talked about with Nick off mic, the scary thing about that is that, you know, Chibnall has done. With with the new version of the show, the way that he runs it is completely different than from how Moffat and Russell T Davies did, which is that they ran the show like it had always been run with um, writers who they talked to individually, gave them ideas for stories, and then they wrote them on their own. Um, and then they, uh, as showrunner, did like another draft on top A draft. of their draft, right? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And that was how that's how the show has been happening, you know, forever. And Chibnall changed that by opening a writer's room, which was the first time that Doctor Who has ever had a writer's room. And so what I'm afraid of is that we're going
1: to go back to.
0: Yeah, well, no, what I'm afraid of is that it's going to be like Supernatural, like Supernatural is a show that has had multiple showrunners. But every version of the show has always felt kind of samey. Um, mm-hmm. It's just sort of like a copy of a copy. And so what I'm afraid of is if he's training the next showrunner, they'll continue doing the show in the style of Chibnall instead of their own style or whatever, what have you.
1: I'm wondering if it's, um, like, if he is going to train somebody to kind of, like, take over, if it is the, and I don't, I should have just looked it up right now, Um, the person who wrote the um, Arachnids in the UK, or co-wrote that one, especially because, like, the villain of that is here, Mm. and I know that they've written a lot of the ones that either we weren't, like, like, we didn't hate the ones that the, this person <laughs> sure. has written. I, I, I see what um, you mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't... I think a part of my problem is um, I can't remember. Like, there aren't any standout um, episodes, or there are very few standout episodes right. of this era. Wow.
2: Right. I, I didn't... I i had forgotten about this. Arachnids in the UK is solely credited to Tribunal.
1: Oh. Oh, is it?
2: Because <laughs> remember he, yeah. like, wrote, like, half that season? Yeah. yeah, and it was like exhausting. I thought he the, co-wrote it with seasons. somebody. Yeah. Now, the Sarunga
1: conundrum. Yeah. Who am I thinking about?
2: I know uh, he co-wrote because oh oh oh, the writer of Demons of the Punjab co-wrote Fugitive of the Jadun. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yes, that. Yes, I think that's.
2: That's what you're thinking think of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd be great.
0: Um, I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm hoping that the sun is wrong and that Chipnell is leaving, um, and that mm. he's not training anybody and that they have a new showrunner lined up or they're looking for one mm. actively. I just
1: hope it's not Mark Gatiss. I'm just going to put that <laughs> out in the universe. Sure.
0: Hello again. <laughs> I think Gatiss has moved on. I'm I'm okay, fairly good. certain that he's completely moved on.
1: If there's if there's someone <laughs> who I like their version of Doctor Who less than Chipnal, it's Mark Gatiss.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Do you want to pitch cast what you were telling me? Oh, about? yeah.
0: My my feeling, and, and I have a similar feeling about Bond, uh, about what I would like them to do with Bond after the Daniel Craig era is over. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, I think what they should do, and I've said this before, but I think they should just do one shot seasons with different showrunners and different. Do- and they they get to cast their perfect doctor. And because at this point, we're now at a point where, like, the number of the Doctor doesn't really matter after Timeless Child. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, like, just let Neil Gaiman do a season of Doctor Who. Let him do, like, his ultimate story, whatever. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. he wants, you know. Uh, Yeah, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. We talked about doing, like, a season where she's showrunning with her Doctor. And, you know, just, like, do that for a while. Because I also think the show needs like it's just it's in a state of like downhill and i don't mean necessarily quality though i do believe that that's true um with with the chipnul stuff i i i mean like ratings like the ratings are in the gutter right now um with mm-hmm. the show it's the worst that the show has ever had ratings wise and i just think that like doing something big like peter jackson is going to show run a season of doctor who you know and, he, you know, or, or like Paul King from Paddington is gonna. Like direct and and showrun a season of Doctor Who, and you know, uh, uh, I don't know, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant is going to be the doctor. You Nicole know? Kidman, yeah, Nicole Kidman, yeah. Just like something, <laughs> some like they need they need something that's like gonna draw people back into the show and like build, an event, yeah, and build it back up again. Because right now we're in a state where where a lot of people just don't really care about the show the way they used to. And I'm afraid that the show is going to go away again. Um, yeah. And I don't want it to. Because then it'll be all recaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You
1: really think that they might cancel
0: it? I, it? Cass, the ratings are getting worse and worse every season. And it's not just, it's not just Jodie Whitaker, It's like since Peter Capaldi.
2: Yeah, a lot of people, lot of people really like the climax of Doctor Who was Day of the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then after he regenerated, I just don't think, uh, uh for whatever reason, just twelve never hit. Like, whoa, what? Yeah. yeah,
0: it's like in England specifically, each season on average has lost about a million people
2: after. Wow. Yeah, after after um, Matt Smith left, I believe. If I'm remember, at uh, the the Timeless Chauvin had the finale of the last season had like the softest rating since Rose.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. So, like, that's not good, and and no. it's and it's honestly it's scary. I'm a
2: I'm excited about HBO Max. Yeah, that's cool because like I've never watched more Doctor Who, <laughs> sure than when the couple of weeks that it's been on HBO Max. Very true. <laughs> um, I've heard from at least a couple of friends that watched Capaldi and Whitaker for the first time, since just because they were like they fell off, but now it's available. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm also kind of hoping
0: like, like maybe BB, like, and that's the thing is like uh, what I'm proposing would be expensive. And maybe the BBC is like, that's too rich for our blood Do mm-hmm. a co-production with HBO Max. Just go to HBO Max and be like, hey, can you pay for like a third of this? Because this is what we're planning. Peter Jackson, Hugh yeah. Grant, whatever. How many people Martin are watching- Freeman. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Like how many
2: people are watching his dark materials? You know? Right. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not. Yeah. Well, that's a regular <laughs> HBO show. That's
0: not even an HBO Max show. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's an HBO proper. Um, HBO I don't know. Uh, the ra- what what is his name? Uh ra- Rahul, the dude from um Bly Manor and I Zombie.
2: Oh, yeah, I-, I can picture his face, but I don't know his name.
0: Yeah. Uh man, he pops up on my on my uh my Twitter a lot. He was like he's like trying to be Reed Richards. He like really wants to be Reed, Reed Richards. Um let me see. In real life. That's it's horrifying. horrifying. Rahul <laughs> Kali um, is his name. Oh, cool. Uh, I think he would be an incredible doctor. Mm. Um, And I think he's, like, right around the right level. The problem is just that, like, would he be... He'd be a great doctor. Would he bring anybody to the show? I don't know. Right, you know? right, right. Um, not without a new writer, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I don't know. I'm just not sure. Have you ever seen Especially- this guy?
1: Especially... Cast? I think I've seen him, especially because yeah. like, didn't Blind Manor not do well either, right? Or like, people didn't like it.
0: Yeah, I don't think I don't think Blind Manor did as well as um, Hill House. Hill House, no. Yeah, um, not and that it,
2: that was his fault, but and it's interesting, yeah, because like you know, we were shouting from the rooftops for people to watch like Heaven Sent and you, you know, deep, you know, listen and the best of twelve, and I, I think ultimately it. It did very little. I mean, like, people, re- yeah. people never really showed up. Yeah. It kind of came and went. Yeah. And it's a shame. So, like, I don't, I don't know. I think I don't know what else it would take to, like, really get it roaring back to the height of the Matt Smith era. Right. Right. That's even something they want to do. But I don't want it to get canceled. I mean, why wouldn't they want that? Why wouldn't
0: they? Yeah. yeah. Like, that, there was so much money being made on Doctor mm-hmm. Who and, like, merchandise mm-hmm. and everything else. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm sure that's taken a hit, too, with the ratings decline. <laughs> right. You know? So um, you don't see a lot of 13 stuff like I did with 10 and 11. You'd see like shirts with Hello, Sweetie on it. Right. Yeah. I mean, 11 was definitely the height of all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think think 11 was probably the height of Doctor Who in America. um, But it was also like the height of Doctor Who in England, Mm -hmm. I think, as well. Um, And I think that it's just been... I don't know. It's been on the decline since, and it really bums me out. Uh, And and the worst is I can't even fully recommend this era of the show to people. Like, I can with 12. I was very passionate about recommending 12, Um, especially to people who liked early Moffat and then was like, oh, man, what is this? Like, Mm -hmm. he's gotten a little too up his own ass. And it's like, well... (laughs) Not so much with twelve with, with 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 uh with twelve, so maybe check that out. But with thirteen, it's just like this era is just I don't know. I don't know, and it bums me out. Um
2: but the Dalek stuff was good. So Yeah, and I personally really I really enjoyed uh Ryan's like just like Totos and Cole in this episode. And I thought Jody mm-hmm. in this episode was also like really, really strong stuff. Mm-hmm
1: i'm interested to see what he does next because i i like him as an actor i thought he was like really
2: cool
0: yeah be great yeah you were you were also uh that video that you shared with me where apparently the actor who played graham it just like works yeah like crazy oh yeah
2: cast off to send it to you now that you've seen the episode he already has like all of like jobs
0: lined up like post doctor who that he's just like
2: yeah yeah there was a cute little like three minute video of like them, jody whittaker be visibly shattered about the fan being broken up but then Aww. mandeep gill was like yeah like i'm i'm you know tolson i'll see every day but like the, i don't i don't know if the guy that plays graham but like yeah he's 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 working i'm not i'm not gonna see him he's got his own life like, oh. <laughs> yeah looks like they're having a lot of fun making the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah um all right well i
0: guess that's i guess that's all we have to say um i don't know But, uh, yeah, I kind of went into a bummer direction, but it's just this area is just really bumming me out. Um,
1: I'm excited that it's coming back this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We don't know when. I assume early fall would be my guess. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was what the the sun was saying, right?
0: I think so. Yeah. In the fall. Yeah. Um, My guess would be
2: like if there's eight episodes, probably, like, October would yeah. be my guess. Yeah. And who knows, maybe a shortened season will end up being, like, a gift to the show narratively, you know? Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. The idea of, like, a shorter season for Doctor Who being a gift narratively, that, even that concept bums me out because Doctor Who is so, is meant to be, like, so episodic. Of like, of like, you know, right. each episode is something different, and yeah. so like, and usually
2: shortened seasons is like a serialized,
0: like last or like like,
2: like last season was. I don't know if I don't know if this is going to be more serialized than last season or yeah. less serialized. Yeah, It'll I don't know.
0: I don't know. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, in the meantime, though, <laughs> uh, we this is our our uh, last regular episode until jumping back into the long way around at the end of this month um are you if you're listening to this on tuesday uh welcome to our new release day um this is the day that we are releasing our new episodes oh, tuesday, going yeah. forward it's going to be on tuesday um dr tuesday yeah there you go <laughs> hey hey that works out uh, <laughs> a
2: whole season of dr tuesday
0: <laughs> Um but yeah so we're going to be back uh, at the end of this month on uh the 26th January 26th, uh where we will be starting season 8 of the long way around with uh part 1 of the rights. um and uh a lot of a lot of good stuff uh to talk about this season on the long way around um really really excited about this season uh cuz you know yeah the censorites isn't the best foot forward at the beginning but um there's a lot of bangers after that so i'm really excited yeah yeah this one's this is this is going to be a good season of the long way around so stay tuned january 26th we'll be back with a brand new episode of uh the long way around
2: and uh, what's what's up? No, I'm just thinking, it's just so mean how my head is like, no, no, I loved it. it might be the, my, my favorite Chris Chibnall episode of date. Everything was like, so, like, the best it's ever been. Can't wait for it to be over. Can't wait for a new era of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so not fair. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it
0: really says a lot about, like, how we feel about this era, sure, though, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, for sure. Of just, like, you know, Chibnall at his best is still just kind of, eh. Um, I don't know. Uh, well, anyway, we'll be back uh, at the end of this month, January 26th, with uh, The Long Way Around Season 8. We'll talk to you then. Bye, everybody. Right. Bye.